Okay, welcome back to Hawaii Real, everybody. In this episode, I have Jacob Picaro. He's the VP over at Kamehameha Schools, and we touch on um, just a little bit on education um, at Kamehameha Schools, but then we dive into entrepreneurship with his new business. Actually, it's not a new business. It's been going on for quite some time. Saltwater Heels, and you can find them at saltwaterheelshi.com. Uh, and then we delve into education and what's going on with um, distance learning and where the direction of education is going to take our youth going into the future. Because remember, we're, t- we're teaching our youth not to be successful for today, but to be successful for tomorrow. So what is tomorrow going to look like? And um, we touch back uh, on entrepreneurship again, getting back into what's going on at um, the brick and mortar stores. Um, namely, the Saltwater Heels has a location at Woodward Mall and how that's benefited local businesses um, here as COVID has kind of shut down a lot of other locations and stuff like that. But anyways, cool stuff. Thank you for tuning in. Here we go. Something that's always been true to me is what my grandpa used to say. It was like, you know what? The ocean is healing, right? And so, you know, Kailua is kind of a, like a beach kind of town too. So, I, you know, from a marketing standpoint, it made sense. So, um, but I really just threw it on a shirt and, and, and it was the beginning of, you know, the next eight years of my life. I didn't realize it at the time, right? So even when the store shut down, you know, we made that decision to focus on our kids because we were both teaching at the time too. You know, there was a demand and, and we had built up a following uh, for the product. And it's not even a product though, I, w- I would say. It's, it's, it's a state of mind. Welcome back to Hawaii Real, everybody. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to this channel on YouTube at Hawaii Real. And you can also visit HawaiiRealPodcast.com. It's our new website that's up. I have a lot of the short videos, the Hawaii Real shorts posted on that website. And I also have the audio versions of the website posted there. So you can listen directly from that website if you want. Um, you can also hear these webs, uh, these podcasts on Spotify, iHeartRadios, uh, Apple Podcasts. Where else is it at? Google Podcasts. And yeah, subscribe on YouTube. That'll help out this channel so, so much. Again, that website, hawaiirealpodcast.com. All right, so today I have with me one of the vice, pre- uh, vice principals. I keep saying vice president. It's not vice president. No, definitely not. It's a VP, but vice principal at Kamehameha Schools, Jacob Caro. And he's also one of the family co-owners of Saltwater Heels. It's a clothing brand. It's got, um, what kind of bird is that? Uh, that one's an Eva bird. Eva bird logo kind of thing. And it's it's great. And we were just talking about this off camera. Like Saltwater Heels is such an easy brand name to have because it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Jake, thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, we've been trying to schedule him to come on the show like three or four weeks or Yeah. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> but school's back in session. School's back in session. All um, right. You know, everything's up and running and, and, um, you know, our students are safe, our kumu are safe, and and uh, our students are learning. That's the most important part. Yeah. How's distance learning going over there? Are you guys still doing distance learning at all? Yeah. Um, we're starting to bring students back now, okay. um, you know, based on what happened in the fall. A lot of our students, um, we, we moved to distance learning, and definitely Kamehameha provides um, a lot of resources for our Native Hawaiian children, right? So, you know, we, we had laptops, so, you know, we were blessed, and our students were blessed to, to do that. Um, but now we're looking for ways to bring them back to campus and engage with them and, and bring them back in as safely, you know, as the, as the situation allows it. So bringing more and more kids back and excited for next school year though. I mean, Uh Oh yeah. So we're already thinking about that, right? You gotta think, you gotta think ahead. Yeah. You gotta think ahead. It's like, what's going to happen, especially with sports and stuff like that. 
that, that's that's above my pay grade. <laughs> but uh, but um, you know, students are doing great. You know, and we're, and we're trying to um, trying to help help those in the community because we have we have students across. You know, not only the state, but we have students across you know the, the continent. We have students learning from Virginia, Nevada, Ohio, really, yeah, California, um, and so you know, meeting their needs and and making them feel that they're part of our community is important to us. So, so these were kids that were uh, dormers or boarders that uh, prior to this, prior to the pandemic, some of them, some of them, um, and and to be honest, some of them are actually students that uh, because of that. It's funny you brought up athletics. Um, with the lack of opportunity or the perceived lack of opportunity in Hawaii, a lot of them, some of our serious athletes actually decided to move to the mainland to, wow. to like, you know, to go get seen and, and, and play in leagues sure. up there. And because, you know, their, their opportunities post high school probably depend on their athletic performance. Right. So we have right. a few of them that moved out uh, because of that. And, but still our large students and still, you know, zoom into classes on Hawaii time. So they got to just keep track of that. But That's super interesting. See, I'd never heard of that before where you have local athletes, local high school level athletes, um, whose futures, like you said, depend on like getting scholarships and stuff like that and getting into these schools, which is going to directly affect their adult education and move on into like their adult, um, livelihood. Like right now, as they're 16, 17, 18 years old, they need to make those decisions. And, it may mean moving away from Hawaii. Yeah, some of our families have to make some tough decisions, but jeez. But um, you know, as a school, as an enterprise, we want to support all our all our students. Yeah, but good times, you know. <laughs> you know, I got I got a chance to work from home a lot. I mean, we all did mm-hmm. right for a period of time. And, not um, this guy. Not this guy. Not, not you. <laughs> yes, right. Um, but it also gave me a chance to refocus on on the family business as well. Um, which you, which you mentioned earlier. So, yeah. So one of my favorite things to talk about in this show is entrepreneurship and the trials, tribulations, and how even getting started and, and, and doing that when someone has an idea to start something or start selling something, you know, I love talking about that. Cause you have some, you talk to so many people uh, around who have ideas. Oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. Or I had an idea for this, but dude, if you never did anything, right. It doesn't matter what that idea is. You know, so um, Saltwater Heels, are you guys online? We are online. Do you yeah. have a website? Saltwaterheelshawaii.com or Salt, hi.com or saltwaterheelshi.com, yeah. everybody. Salt, saltwaterheels, um, Instagram, saltwaterheelshigh. You can follow us. Um, check us out. Um, we're also in some brick and mortar stores now. Um, you know, and you know, if, if we have time, we'll get into that because that's something. Yeah, no, let's so, dive into that, yeah. man. Because I'm all about. Um, uh, like I said, entrepreneurship, business uh, building, and also Native Hawaiian business building. Because you were a Kamehameha Schools grad. You said you were yeah. a few years behind me. We're not going to age you out, though. So. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you so know, how, did, how did it get started? How did you guys start with uh, Saltwater Heels? So, uh, you know, I never intended to be in, in business, right? Um, you know, I'm an educator by trade. Love it. Still do it. It's my passion. Um, but I would say, you know, about eight, nine years ago, my wife... Um, had a dream, you know, with, with some of her friends and some of her um, family members to to start a boutique, you know, and get into to that line. And so they went for it, you know, as a, as a supportive husband. And we, we I said, go for it. And so they opened up a small boutique in Kailua for about, you know, which lasted about a year and a half, two years, you know, running. Um, and there were some things that, you know, in the real estate market that that forced them to close. But 
in their journey, what they realized is they created a shop for women, um, but they quickly realized they, they needed something for men as well to kind of balance their store out. And mm -hmm. so they approached, you know, me and said, hey, can you can you throw something together? Um, and so, you know, one of the first things I thought about was um, something that's always been true to me is what my grandpa used to say. It was like, you know what, the ocean is healing, right? And so, you know, Kailua is kind of a, like a beach kind of town too. So, I, you know, from a marketing standpoint, it made sense. So, um, but I really just threw it on a shirt and, and, and it was the beginning of, you know, the next eight years of my life. I didn't realize it at the time. Right. So even when the store shut down, you know, we made that decision to focus on our kids because we were both teaching at the time too. You know, there was a demand and, and we had built up a following, uh, for the product and it's not even a product though. I, I would say it's, it's, it's a state of mind. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it's just this idea of the ocean, you know, is rejuvenating it replenishes us you know not even like just physically right you have you have cuts and stuff go to the beach right yeah um, clean it out you clean it out you have stuff you know clean it out right or you might get an infection you know uh, you, you, you <laughs> play by ear make sure you it's, maybe you gotta do clean salt water hills like clean so, i mean that ties to ocean you know pollution too right we gotta keep right it's it ocean pollution that right? causes that kind of stuff yeah. so you know and it was something that as i grew up you know i always thought back to my grandpa um it, it, the, the older i got just more examples how how true that was, right? Mm -hmm. Resetting yourself, right? Um, or even the day after, if you have a hangover, jump in the water. You know, I mean, like, it refreshes you, right? So this idea of of healing um, is not only a Hawaiian thought, right? I mean, obviously it's prevalent here in Hawaii, and and our kupuna believe that wholeheartedly. Um, but you know, one of our first um, opportunities was to actually get into a hotel, the modern hotel in Waikiki. Oh, nice and. And, you know, they had approached me. So we put some stuff in there and I didn't, it was just crazy how fast it sold and, and how, and what they, and their clientele was actually people across the world because this idea of the ocean being healing is, is beyond Hawaii, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's global. Everywhere, so, everywhere there's ocean. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and so, um, you know, I like, you know, I like to think that we don't necessarily I guess for us is we are, we're sharing the message. We're sharing a connection of this love for the ocean. We just happen to put it on shirts and hats and other things. Right. And, and, and so, you know, our business model has always been, you know, what, speak truth. And then the people who believe that will come find us. That's, that's super awesome. So especially with like COVID coming around. So I was just, uh, just on the topic of saltwater heels. I was talking to one of my coworkers who's an avid surfer. And he surfs almost mm, three, four times a week. And he has like a group of friends that they're constantly surfing with. And he knows a bunch of surfers. And I was asking him, hey, dude, how many of your surfer friends um, got COVID or got sick? And he's like, he had to stop and think about it. He's like, none. He's like, well, how many, how many do you know? He's like, oh, like, you know, 50, 60 or so. It's like, yeah, none got sick during this whole pandemic. It's like, yeah, because you guys are outside you know, several times a week in the sun, in the salt water, exercising, Yeah. you know, and, you know, having a good time too, but, you know, salt water does heal. It does. You know, and I feel it too. I got some, you know, I love boogie boarding. Everybody says, oh, it's bodyboarding. I'm like, no, it's bodyboarding <laughs> if you're getting paid. Otherwise, it's boogie boarding. Sorry. Um, yeah, I love boogie boarding. So, I uh, take the kids out and try to go, you know, Waimanalo and get, get the salt water and get the sunlight and, you know, just feel better yeah. after going to the beach tired exhausted sometimes too but you know the state of mind and your soul yeah. kind of just gets refreshed 
you know, it's, it's, it's funny you brought up the ocean and COVID just from a personal standpoint, right? Um, you know, you know, typical dad, typical family, soccer mom, you know, club sports, busy, right? Leaving them, you know, getting up when it's dark, you know, getting home when it's dark. Um, and as much um, pain and, and struggle that this, this time over the last 10 months have, has caused, right? I, I think personally, there's some, there's some like silver lining values for my family. So my, my, it was so exciting. My kids got to rediscover the love of the ocean. You know, and I got to teach them how to surf, which we never, which is, I, you know, and I, in hindsight, I'm like, I can't believe I never taught, you know, we never surfed, but we're so busy doing in the rat race of life, right? Schools, sports and whatnot. We never had time. And so this past 10 months, you know, I got to be a dad and be proud of like watching my kids get up on their board and, you know, and now they're like, let's go every weekend. And, and so, you know, th these last 10 months has, in terms of the ocean, we've got to reconnect you know, on a consistent basis, um, you know, which, which our prior, I guess our schedules couldn't allow. So yeah, no, uh, my family's in the same boat. Like prior to COVID we were doing sport, you know, the kids were in a lot of sports. I have two boys. They were, you know, doing sports mostly on the weekends. And once that all shut down, you know, for a while we couldn't go to the beach at all. And yeah. we're kind of having withdrawals. I mean, it was like, we weren't going to the beach much before that we were going a little bit here and there, but when we weren't allowed to go, that kind of made it hard. Just like, dude, we can't go to the park. We can't, you know, play sports, can't go to the rink and we can't go to the beach. But when they started opening back up, like, Hey, we really have to take advantage and we're going to go, you know, beach every, every weekend. We're going to go beach or hike or botanical garden or something, you know, yeah. every, every weekend, you know, get outside, you know, cause that was taken away from us. So we don't want that again. And, you know, we want to take advantage of it while we can so to make sure that, you know, we, really experience what nature has to offer, you know, especially the kids are at their young age. Right. Um, one of the cool things, um, I, I, I was watching some of your other podcasts, right. And, and you had one of your guests was talking about rediscovering Hawaii, uh, Waikiki. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, um, Dylan about Dukes. Yeah. Yeah. Dukes. Right. And, and that's so true. Like, you know, um, I don't think I've ever taken my kids to Waikiki, but they, you know, during the summer it was empty enough. We felt safe enough. And, and that's where they went and learned to surf and, and they got to reclaim, you know, and it was so nice to see like locals out there, you know, and, and seeing, um, our Lahui and our community kind of reclaim that space. And mm -hmm. it, it was so cool. And so now, you know, they're asking to go there. Um, and I think, right, you know, it's okay right now, you know, but you know, there'll be, there's going to be a, some, some point where we open back up and, you know, it's going to be as it was prior to COVID. Right. right. So, um, but just the fact that this, this year we could give them that experience and we could, we could, um, be in that space, you know, um, show them Waikiki, show them Waikiki. Yeah. I mean, and, and in a, in a safe way, it, it was awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. Awesome. Funny you say that last Sunday we were at, uh, Waikiki and well, it, the, the weather was kind of, you know, junk or whatever. Um, so we really didn't go on a hike. And then one of my other son, one of my sons was like, yeah, you know, my ankle hurts. So he didn't want to go on a mountain hike or anything. And my other son had like an abrasion from going to the beach prior. So he didn't want to go to the beach anymore. So we're like, okay, let's go. We're going to Waikiki. What are we going to do Waikiki? It's like, we're going to walk around. Like there's, it's flat. So you don't have to complain about your ankle. We're not going in the ocean. So you don't have to complain about your abrasion. So it's fine. We're going, we're just going to walk around. You guys are going to see it. Oh, I don't want to go. There's Denny's. <laughs> gonna go eat Denny's. Okay, we'll go. So we actually went down and um, yeah, the kids um, enjoyed it. You know, they had their Pokemon Go 
you know, so they were doing that a little bit. But we walked around like um, where the Army Museum is. Oh, it was, nice. It was on a Sunday, though, so it was closed. Um, but they got to hang around with like the cannons in the tanks that are outside. And then we walked around Fort Drusy a little bit. Yeah. So just, just seeing, you know, that, you know, we only got a smidgen of the entire Waikiki. But, you know, it was good to go back to Waikiki and, sh- and you know, have the kids go there and see... Hey, yeah, there is a tourist kind of area here right. in Hawaii that we really never really go to visit, but it's there. There's yeah. a lot of different aspects to Hawaii and Oahu that we don't that we don't see on a day to day basis. Right. And and I guess the question is how do we how do we make our, our local community feel comfortable, you know, returning, right? Post pandemic, right? And so but uh yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of reconnection with the ocean. Yeah. A lot of a lot of time to to do things that, that we've been putting off, you know? And I'm sure that this is true for a lot of people, right? I'm sure your honey-do list got long too. <laughs> um, but, you know, part of my honey-do list and my, my wife is always the, you know, the one that pushing us to, to really think about, you know, um, not only life in general, but specifically like the business of like, okay, what is our next thing? What do you want to do? And it's not only me, right? So I, I, I would love to share this, um, this fact with you about about saltwater hills is that a lot of the designs and and stuff actually comes from my daughters oh and so it is like literally truly um a family business right a family um endeavor um you know one of one of our more popular designs a couple years back came from my oldest child who was like dad i like hearts and i like pineapples can we do so we created this design with hearts and pineapples embedded together and it you know it and it was one of our, like, top sellers, right? Who doesn't like pineapples? Yeah. I mean, I, from a marketing standpoint, I'm like, <laughs> you got this girl, right? Um, one, and then, so I've been working with a um, couple, couple um, businesses that kind of use the model of support, um, building up local, mm. um, local um, you know, brands or local, you know, small businesses, Hawaiian-owned businesses, right? So we've been working with Homegrown in Pearl Ridge for a while, um amazing you know amazing group of people there that that really push um and really highlight you know hawaiian vendors and whatnot um and so they they actually created a keiki corner where they want to encourage young children to produce products and so they they have they have a bunch of stuff from some talented kids across the state right and so my daughters um kind of got into it and so um, and so they, they, you know, they're, they're going to start planting that seed, right? So we got, we're planting that seed and having them think about what they can do when they grow up. Right. So, yeah. One of the things that I wanted to say about the, um, teaching your kids to be an entrepreneur is like, especially at a young age, once they learn how to create something and sell it and make profit on that, like that's with them forever. And kids that, you know, unfortunately don't learn that throughout their life. They have a lot harder time as an adult being able to open their mind to the fact that they can create a product and sell it and make money from it and actually have a livelihood of that. Right. And some people, they're just so scared to, do, to start it because, you know, they're afraid of criticism and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. that's not a reason. Like, you just accept the criticism, revamp or ignore it. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the way that my wife and I are actually approaching it now is, you know, um, because I think we we made the decision that, you know, we're committed to our calling as educators. You know, um, you know, it's a kuleana that kind of chose us, 
But in terms of like how we're going to approach Saltwater Hills is that we're going to use it as an opportunity to, to teach our three daughters um, to, to think different, right? And, and so we've, we've gotten to bring them along. So I, I got my kids tagging stuff. I got my kids, you know, I'll take, I'll, I'll build off their designs and walk them through the design process on what I learned. Cause I learned so, I mean, I learned the hard way, right? It's just like jump in and figure it out, talk to people. Um, and if they can learn the lessons that I learned, I save them some time, right? Mm -hmm. um, teaching them about, you know, just manufacturing and production and, and, and costs, right? And so like, you know, growing up, I didn't have a sense of what the dollar is or how much things should cost. And, and now that I'm learning, right, how it works and, and, you know, what's the difference between supporting local and business and what it's going to cost you. And, but, but, you know, versus bringing it from the outside and, and, and seeing where your margins are. If I can teach them that, um, early, then they can, you know, hopefully transfer it to whatever. Right. Um, but, but I was talking earlier about, um, how homegrown has this cakey corner. Mm -hmm. And I, I just wanted to share one of my proud papa moments on, on one of my, my, my daughters, my two youngest daughters. So this was about the time where, you know, Mauna Kea, we, we were occupying, you know, Mauna Kea and, and, and trying, our Kia'i was up there trying to stop the desecration and whatnot. And it was something we talked about in our home. It was something that they talked about at school. And my daughter came home and she said, dad, I, I want to, I know what my brand is. And I said, okay, let's hear it. She says, I want, I want to do a brand called Kupuna in Training. And, mm, and so I asked, yeah, and I was like, oh, well, explain, like, sure. He's like, so she was so moved and, and um, by the fact that we had all our kupuna willing to get arrested up at, up at uh, Mauna Kea. And then we had, you know, images of kupuna blocking the roadway, right? Sitting down on the chairs. And, and so she was saying that she had a talk with her kumu at school. And what she realized is, hey, like, we are training at the time they were like fourth grade, you know, we are in training to earn our seats there. Right. And so like she wanted to share, like she wanted to share with her classmates is that, Hey, we are actually training to be Kupuna one day. That's huge. Huge. I, I was for, blown away. for a young girl to think that. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Blown, and, but that's props to her Kumu yeah. and her teachers for yeah. facilitating, facilitating that discussion. Right. And it really changed, um, how I thought of it too. I think that's so like groundbreaking, right? So mm -hmm. I supported her. She came out with a bunch of stickers and a bunch of cakey hats. Um, and then we launched it. So it was uh, made in Hawaii. I think we launched it at made in Hawaii and we had kupuna and training, but only in kids stuff, right? Cause it was my daughter's stuff. She mm -hmm. wanted for kids. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we had this big, like adults were coming like, how come you don't have it in adult sizes? And so, you know, it, and so we had to build that up too. And so um, I was proud of her for for following her na'au on that one and mm -hmm. and proud of her kumu uh for her allowing her to kind of you know engage in that conversation and and really use what was happening in real time to to really change the way she thought and and inspire her to kind of inspire others right other kids that hey we, you know we gotta kind of watch what we're doing so mm -hmm. we can earn our space to sit in that seat one day because you kind of just sit there yeah no you know you, you know you gotta kind of it's kind of a place that's uh, earned yeah. through integrity. You yeah. know, and, and so much respect for our, our Kiai and Kupuna up there, you know, on that Mauna. And um, and they inspired my daughter. And mm -hmm. so we put some of that stuff in the store, but it was it was like everything came together at once, right? It was like this business opportunity. They want to encourage kids. 
this discussion that she was having at you know in, in class and then it all came together and so kupuna in training was born and <laughs> i like it it's um, good stuff and so now it's like we got to like kind of nurture that right it's it's been a few years so we got to kind of nurture yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. you know um but yeah um supporting our kids and 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 really using saltwater hills as a vehicle to you know educate my kids and and if possible educate others right so i've used it as as a tool to mentor some high school students as well you know um you know we have a lot of talented young young people across the state mm -hmm. um in our lahui that that like you said if with a little guidance um they could probably go far you know yeah. um but i'll be the first to admit that you know they should learn from other like people who are into it full-time right so like I, i'm still balancing this the worlds of like being an educator and and, and a business owner so yeah um i would disagree on that last point though because they have to it's good for them to see like you can work full-time job and be an entrepreneur at the same time and that they do have that choice you know that yeah. they can do something full-time and have an offshoot something that's fun that they're maybe not entirely dependent on but they can earn them extra money or they can see the value in just jumping all into being an entrepreneur and a business owner and trying to take um, the business and make a livelihood out of that solely in that your full-time job too. So I appreciate that. I don't know, yeah. man. Options, right? We just want to give everybody options. I'm just, yeah, options, options. Because, uh, you know, I, I have a full-time job and I have um, a side job as well. So, and then I have the podcast too, so. So you're you're balancing a bunch of stuff too, man. right? Yeah. Right, it's all a balancing act. Um, one thing I don't do is I don't watch football. <laughs> so I don't spend three hours on Sunday or six hours on Sunday sitting in uh, in a couch, you know, watching the television. Like I just I don't have the patience nor the time for that. You know, I guess my weakness is like playing video games because I'll sit in front of the computer playing video games for several hours. But well, I mean. I mean, I would agree with you. Like there, there are certain things that when you, when you choose to engage in all this stuff, I mean, time is finite, right? Yeah. And, and you kind of got to pick and choose. So I would, I would say that for me, there are things that I would, I would have to give up in terms of time, right? In, in order to make sure that my priorities are being met, right? Mm -hmm. First and foremost, father, husband, family, right? And then educator, teacher, businessman, right? And, you know, and, and you're right. And, I think that's why pre-pandemic, going back to what we were talking about earlier, like I don't, I think we had to give up like the surfing and the beach and and all that right. stuff because we we're balancing all this, all these other things, and and now I think it's time to refocus and and maybe reprioritize some of the things that that we've been doing so that we can make space for things that feed us, yeah, like just feed our energy. Yeah, and a big point to that that I've been thinking over the past few months is. Um, especially with sports, like kids playing sports and getting really involved in sports. How important is that in actuality? In today's world, how important is it for your kid to be super good at soccer, super good at baseball? Uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to quantify that now because um, there's a lot of distance learning. A lot yeah. of colleges are going towards that. Um, a lot of kids are missing out on scholarship opportunities. Well, via sports, so they're going to have to look through other means of getting that higher education, or are they going to actually go to college, or are they just going to trans, you know, not transfer, but I guess reshift their educational direction instead of do really good at sports, get a scholarship, go to college, 
and get an education and play sports for college to I can't play sports anymore because of shutdowns or whatever. I'm going to focus on my education on something else, more like working from home or doing your own business and stuff like that, which, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs completely circumvent going to college. Yeah. You know, a lot of business owners, they just, they didn't go to college. So, um, I could say like sometimes when you look at the value of a current college education, depending on what you're going to college for, um, if you, if you don't know what you're going to college for, like a lot of kids do, it's like, why are you going to college? Especially in this day and age when everything's distance learning and, you know, a lot of people I know that are uh, working, they're still working from home. It's like, did you, do you need a college education necessarily? And is sports going to lead you to that college education? Or are you going to have to look at other avenues of building your character, building your grade, yeah. you're getting your grades up and everything like that to get into a college, not right. just be a good athlete? Yeah. I mean, I would say that, you know, times are changing so quickly, right? And and what what was true 20 years ago is not necessarily true today in terms of like what it takes to be successful, right? And And so I would say that if anything, there are multiple paths to success. And I think there's many a variety of definitions of what success looks like. Right. Um, and so, I mean, I can only speak to, to what as a father and what I would, what I share with my kids personally is that, you know, I think it's, you know, so we were into soccer, right. We were club soccer and, and, and doing all that, but 808 futsal, everybody. Yeah. Awesome venue. Great food, by the Island way. Capolet. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, for me, like what I've been trying to like instill in my kids is like, yes, uh, you know, athletics is great. But if you look at opportunities post high school, you know, there's just as many opportunities financially, you know, for in terms of financial aid and scholarship for like performing arts, <laughs> you know, just academic standing, right? Visual arts. There's all these other ways, if, if college is the way you want to go to get there and, and have someone else pay for it. Right. And because college is expensive. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I mean, it, it's crazy expensive, but, um, esports, go yeah, to, get yeah. a scholarship for esports. You, you can sit in front of your computer, play video games. <laughs> I, I, well, because of COVID, my daughter's all into that now. Right. Like, so she, there, they, they've discovered video games and surfing. So it's nice. It's, nice. Um, but I mean, there's different ways to do it, but I think, yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head is like, I think, I think you need to have a direction right uh, a direction to go to help you um to get where you want to go right i mean if there are amazing careers that don't require a college degree right and so but if that's that's what you want to do then knowing earlier is probably better right right you know um so um that i mean great topic we could talk about that for hours in terms of like <laughs> you know 21st century learning and, and what, right. it, what it takes for success. Right. And, um, I think for me, um, what's more important than, than being, you know, a, a, you know, athletically talented is, are you coachable? Right. What's your work ethic? Right. Do you have resilience? Can you take criticism well? And how do you bounce back from that? Like, those are the skills that not only will make you an amazing athlete at any level, will make you an amazing person in life, right? Make, make you a great entrepreneur, a great, you know, you know, employer, whatever. Like those are skills that we all learn from sports that we took and transferred over to our like, quote unquote, like regular lives. Right. Yeah. And you tie that in with, um, like you said earlier, the performing arts and how there's scholarships and everything for performing arts. What I'm seeing more and more is a pattern of 
people who are really good on camera or know how to do, um, I, I would say acting, but you don't, I don't know if you call it acting, but making um, those viral videos and stuff like that. Um, even taking that to the professional level of marketing and stuff like that, where acting on camera and talking into a microphone and being really comfortable on camera is becoming super important in today's day and age. And it's going to be more important in the next five years, 10 years down the line, especially with, if you're going, you know, to be an athlete, even, um, you know, you're going to be on camera anyways, right? right? You're going to be expected to be able to talk on camera, but with a lot of other business opportunities and jobs, whatever direction you go in, how many Zoom meetings and WebEx meetings and stuff like you're going to have to go on? You're going to have to be comfortable being on camera talking. Right. I mean, communication is going to be huge, right? Mm-hmm. And and we're not talking about just oral communication. We're talking about digital communication, all the other things that come on, uh, come with being in a venue like this, like in a podcast, right? Um, I would com- agree with you completely. Being comfortable, being articulate, um, and and being effective in, in communicating whatever you got to communicate is, is going to be huge. And would be a huge skill for all our young, our young people out there, you know, especially in the world that they're going to inherit. Yeah, we got to teach the kids not to be successful for today, but to be successful for tomorrow. Yeah, and that, and and the tough part about that is that for us, that you know, it worked for us, right? Like the old system kind of worked for for people who are successful because you know, it, it, you know, when looking back, so it's hard to change the system when it worked for you, right? You know, I just need a disruptor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would, uh, say, um, it doesn't, some of the things that I learned when I was in, I think elementary school is like how many is like typing fast and how many words per minute can you type? I have, I don't think that's relevant anymore. Like, have you ever interviewed somebody or talked to somebody and asked them, you know, how fast can you type? What's your words per minute speed? It's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I don't think it matters. But I also think that, kids are are growing up in a different time right i'm I'm assuming you took keyboarding to to graduate right um so that was you know that's a graduation requirement that is no longer required here anymore it's just assumed that you know how to use it i mean i i think it when when they looked at it digital literacy like we have kids at two comfortable on the ipad right comfortable with computers by the time they hit high school that's that's almost a given now yeah when i was in college we took a windows class right it's like can you imagine trying to teach a kid windows like who's in college now it's like dude it's like, don't treat me like i'm stupid right i know how to use windows i mean they they know so much already at, at such a young yeah. age in terms of like technology and i actually ask my daughters for help sometimes a lot yeah. of times actually <laughs> like, yeah same here with my sons man it's like they they're far far ahead of where i was at 13 or 11. I, you know, I, I agree. I, I'm going to date myself. I know you didn't want to date me, but I don't, I think I, I never had an email until college. Yeah. I mean, it, Oh yeah. I think college. Yeah. I had an email. I think that was the first time I had, well, I didn't have a computer before then. Right. Like we had a home computer, but like nobody used it and it wasn't really connected to the internet and you had to log on to AOL and you know, and you can't use the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we're dating ourselves totally right now. Um, but, but yeah, our, our kids will never know the struggles of slow internet speeds. And right. Yeah. They're, they're part, definitely part of the um, generation of like instant um, gratification or instant, you know, response, right? Yeah. I mean, when they Google something, Google puts the fraction of a second that it took for them to pull up. Right. You know, My like, son thought it was hilarious that I was older than Google. 
I'm like, yeah, I'm older than Google. He thought Google had been around forever. I'm like, no. It's like, oh my oh god, my you're gosh. really old. It's old. You're older That's than classic. Google. It's like, dude, Google is not human history. Okay, you can't judge it on that. I'm not. Okay, not oh that my old. god. That's classic. <laughs> Are you guys? You guys have a place in Woodman Mall? Um, so we have we have a um, physical location. We're one of like 15 to 20 native artists that kind of got together in a, a co-op, if you will. Okay. And and just kind of like took over an empty space that was vacant, you know, with with the economy kind of going down with COVID, right? Malls are left with a lot of vacant spaces. And so, um, yeah, we're one of 15 Native Hawaiian, 15 Native Hawaiian um, artists that, that kind of got together. And um, originally, we were there from September to, to Christmas for the season. Um, but it was so, I, I feel it was so success, successful that, they offered to extend us. So we're going to be there, you know, at least till June. Um, and, and that's ironic when I, when you think about it, right. I mean, I think one thing that my wife and I and our business learned is that the power of the, of, of the web mm. internet online mm. sales. And the irony is that it was, it took COVID for us to actually like kind of jump into this brick and mortar Type. Yeah, it's super interesting because it would be the opposite, right? right? A lot of these brick and mortar stores shutting down. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you look at look at it pre-pandemic, um, a lot of the mall spaces, Winter Mall, Pro Ridge, you know, especially Ala Moana, catered to these big stores, yeah. right? These you need, you know, lot you need a lot of money to get in, right? Um, and even local brand like HIC, you know, um, Town and Country. I mean, local type brands, but still bigger brands, larger, right? right? You not, know, not catering to the mom and pop. Yeah, I mean, you figure like, especially ours, right? I mean, we're we're a company that grew up um, doing like night markets, art and flea, like pop ups, you know, Blaisdell events, and, you know, those sort of things. Um, but now, you know, with this this opportunity where some of the big stores pulled out, especially in these community malls like Warren Mall, you know, um, now we have you know, the mall more willing to kind of look into supporting local business. Cause you know, um, we're here, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think the market or at least our community has, um, maybe even accepted and taken on that Kuleana of supporting small business. Right. And I think it's, it's so awesome to see and, and hear, um, you know, stories of, of people saying that we are looking to support small business. Mm. And so, this temporary pop-up, this co-op of Native Hawaiian artists, you know, that, that was there, you know, as, as a temporary opportunity, I feel proved to be a driver on why people even went to the mall sometimes, you know, to check out that stuff, right. to, to support, you know, Native Hawaiian artists, whether it be stuff like my, you know, my stuff, we have like, you know, we have kava in there. We have like, oh. you know, like lauhala hats. We have, you know, different clothing designs from, from the casual to, to aloha wear you know, um, jewelry, uh, you know, stickers, all kinds of stuff. And, um, so yeah, we have, the, we're blessed and, and we're going to continue to be there at least till June. And then I think, um, you know, we'll have a conversation with, with, uh, the powers that be and in, in terms of like what will happen moving forward, but, um, kind of strange thing, you know, the strange how things work out where, um, you know, we finally find ourselves consistently in a, in a brick and mortar store, during a time where obviously everybody went online. Right? Yeah, because the mall wants people to come in. Like the mall's losing business, you know, through COVID. They want yeah. businesses to open up and people to come inside the shop. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you got farmer's markets, right? right? That that kind of help drive people there in addition to, 
to like stores like ours, right? And you know, I believe that you know there's a space for for this type of business model in in all of the the retail spaces, you right. know. Now, do you think that it's a different mentality as a whole for society here to support local? Has that come about? Just, I mean, just in my conversations with the with the people that I I speak to, I you know, I'm I'm so grateful. I have so much aloha for all these people who make it an effort to buy to buy local to to support, especially during the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Um, no, a number of people who who specifically said like, "Hey, we want to." We're making it a point this year to buy local for our Christmas gifts. Mm. You know, um, I mean, Amazon and 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 Nike will always get their business right, but but we are having people that kind of understand that we gotta help each other out, right? Because mm-hmm. when we all, you know, we all gotta succeed for us to succeed. You know, and and so, you know, even on a personal level, my wife and I made it a point to to eat out at small local businesses too, like during during the pandemic, right? Uh, you know, try and stay away from the fast food chains and, and really look at the small little, you know, um, locally owned businesses that, that, that were struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, if, if we all continue to take that attitude, I mean, we will just help each other to grow. Right. Um, and actually that, that, that approach is, is kind of what we've always done too. Like, you know, in terms of like, how do we make our products? How do we, who prints our products and whatnot? You know, um, you know, our family has has made a commitment to continue to support local printers and vendors. Right. Awesome. awesome. You know, um, so like and, and actually a lot of them happen to be our friends, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so like our hats are, are made in Haleiwa by by these talented um, brothers up there, the Woolly Brothers who work out of Haleiwa. They do all kinds of stuff. They do print shirts. They do hats. They print everything out of out of the shop there. You know, all our T-shirts are printed. Um, by a local company, Kamehameha Grad as well, Warrior Printing, Caleb Spencer. Yeah, I see him on Facebook. They're yeah. putting out more ads and stuff on Facebook. Yeah, and his group. And and so, you know, as best as we can, we we want to like kind of like feed off each other and give each other business um, and and help help each other grow, you know. Bring you on podcasts and let you talk about your business. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those are, those are uh, um, you know, some amazing guys and, and, and yeah. groups of people doing amazing things. Yeah, definitely got to yeah. get them on. Definitely supporting each other and supporting local. You know, um, that's one of the things I like about this podcast is supporting entrepreneurs that are local and native, specifically Native Hawaiian entrepreneurs, but not always, because um, it's not just Native Hawaiians. It's the, it's um, that's our community. It, it's the community. Yeah. It's the locals here that uh, need to start the business because we're all intertwined. You know, what happens to you uh, directly affects me in some way, shape, or form or other. So, I mean, uh, that's that's island. Yeah. Island mentality. I just, just the idea of, um, you know, a hope mentality maybe, right? Like right. what, what happens upstream affects everybody downstream. Right. So right. we got to kind of make sure we clean it all the way up and take care of Malama, everybody all the way up to the top. And it's a small Island. Cause yeah. we were just talking when we met, like, Oh no, I know your brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not even six degrees of separation. No, it's like, yeah. It's like, it's like one, one, right. Talk about six degrees of separation. I think I have six degrees of separation to Vladimir Putin. <laughs> oh no! <wait. laughs> it's like it's that great. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. So so wonderful things happening, you know, in in terms of of you know our, our saltwater hills and 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 that. And so um, definitely want you know if we have any of our supporters listening to this podcast, we definitely you know just want to thank you and and thank you for the support over the years and thank you for you know inspiring us to keep going. Um, 
Because I mean, I'll be honest, there's, there's many times it was easy to quit, right? Shut yeah. it down and, and, and just kind of focus on our, on our education, you know, I mean, in terms of being a teacher and whatnot and, and working. Um, but we, we, are, we continue to be inspired by the stories that, that people come and share with us, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to be honest, like, I used to love during, doing those events, like Kakako events, Blazedale events, um, because people come and talk. Yeah. And they share their mo'olelo, they share their story, yeah. they share why they want to get this shirt for their grandpa or their son or whatnot, right? And 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 one thing I learned is that, you know, yeah, we're not in the business of selling shirts and hats. We're, we are in the business of sharing stories and connecting. And then and then just so happens that item that, that they're purchasing represents that story or that exchange or that thought or that belief, and they're going to share it out when they go. Right? No, it's definitely a conversation starter. Definitely. Yeah. And it can connect people really, really easily. You see someone walking down the street with a shirt that says saltwater heels. You kind of relate to that and you know, it can s- strike up a conversation with perfect strangers, you know? Yeah. Um, actually one, one of our designs, uh, was inspired by have family. In the, um, we all have family in the mainland, right? On the continent. Mm-hmm. And, and they, my uncle was asking me, Hey, uh, can you make a shirt that, that is not overtly that I'm from Hawaii, but I want people to know I'm from Hawaii, right? I mean, I mean, and we all have that, right? Like, huh. I mean, I spent some time in the mainland in my college days, and I would take up my my Pico shirt or my of course, my, yeah, my, yeah, my yeah, locomotion shirt or whatnot. And and so, um, you know, my dad had this idea of so he's my dad is a um, Olelo Hawaii teacher, mm. and and so how do you say I am I I'm from Hawaii? Is no Hawaii Mayao, and so we just put that on a shirt, no Hawaii Mayao, and and um. Basically, it says, I am from Hawaii, but mm-hmm. in Hawaiian. And, you know, now, you know, we're, we're sending those shirts across the U.S. continent, across the world. Uh, and I'm hearing stories about people stopping them in the, in the street and say, you know, they, they, they see it and they understand, right? But if you don't understand it, you, you know, just let it walk by, right? Mm-hmm. So now you have um, people across the continent connecting with each other because they, they have this Hawaii connection, oh, yeah, sure. right? And, it, and it's, it's visual, it's on the street, and it, it strikes up that conversation yeah. you talked about. You could be in any state in the country and, you know, meet someone that's from Hawaii and automatically have a connection. Oh, yeah. Like you, perfect stranger, but, you know, just meeting them and, yo, know, well, where are you from? Oh, from my yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and talking with six degrees of separation, you probably know somebody, yeah. you know, yeah. in common. And, and what's the second question that you get asked, right, is what high school you went? What high school? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. In Hawaii, that's more important than what college you went. Yeah, like what high school you went. In Hawaii, is what school you went. Yeah, nobody, the... nobody answers that with what college you went. No way, to. No. unless you know it's a mainland person coming right. over. Is that what school you went? Oh, you know, I went to you know Denver University. It's like, huh? No, no. What yeah. high school you went? Yeah. Oh, oh. Why do you want to know that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean that. I mean that's just the way, right? It's, yeah. We we try to create that pilina, trying to establish how do we how we are connected and and um. And then we're held responsible for that. I mean, f- to that too, right? As a community, right? Like, cause, and that, I, you know, even more so we should treat each other with respect because guess what? We're going to know, I know your auntie or I know your cousin, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so even more so we got to treat each other with aloha. So yeah, definitely, definitely, you know, spreading aloha to the world, I think is one of the important parts of um, being a teacher, being a parent, you know, making Teaching our children, one of my goals is to teach my children to be a good human being and spread aloha through the world, not just Hawaii, because I don't necessarily want them to um, 
stay in Hawaii. I want them to get a worldly education and maybe come back when they're an adult and, and live here, hopefully. Um, but definitely have a worldly vision and spreading, you know, their joy and aloha throughout the world. Yeah. I mean, we were talking off camera earlier about, you know, if, if there's one thing that we want some of our students to learn. So my wife started this program with the sole objective of just sharing with our native Hawaiian students, how worldly our ali'i were, right? Right. You know? Yeah, you were telling uh, me Kalakaua. Yeah. You know, Kalakaua, first head of state in the entire history of the world to circumnavigate the globe. That's awesome. Right? The I United didn't... States' first state dinner held in honor of Kalakaua, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we made it a point to to build up this confidence and build up this awareness that that it is in our DNA, people from Hawaii, to be very global, mm -hmm. to be very... Um, worldly in all we do right i mean with with iolani palace having you know electricity and the phone and whatnot right and kalakawa sending um you know i believe 18 young youths to study across the globe uh in italy france right united states um, england and and so you know when you talk about our kids being worldly it's part it's actually part of us i think we have to rediscover that yeah get off the rock Go learn. Yep. Then come back and make the rock better. Yeah. I mean, and, and Kalakawa's program, right? Um, the, the Hawaiian Youths Abroad program, that was one of the, the main objectives was they went off, they studied military tactics. Mm. They studied engineering. They studied all these things, uh, was ambassadors for the kingdom, and then came back. Um, most of them came back. Some of them stayed. Came back to give back to our to our um you know, our people and to, to make us a better space and to share that knowledge. Right. So that's all we can ask for our kids now, right. Is, is to inspire them to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, we could talk, we could have a podcast for a lot longer than, you know, the 40 minutes that we have here, but <laughs> we, we could, we could I have to have you on again. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, definitely. Um, you know, I'm humbled to be here, humbled to share space with you and, and all your listeners and, share um some of my mo'olelo and and share some of my my journey um we were joking before i was like i, I don't think i live such an interesting life but you know it, i guess we have a lot to talk about and yeah um a lot to share i so. think everybody lives an interesting life and once you get them going and talking yeah that interesting life starts to come out nobody has a boring life yeah and and i guess we just need the time and space and and an opportunity to to hear that so you know thank you for for um not only, you know, allowing this space or building this space for, for people like me, but for everybody you bring, you, you, you know, you bring in some amazing people and their stories are amazing. And, you know, I just want to wish you the best and ask you to keep doing it. I will. I will. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Jacob Picaro, everybody. Thank you so much for coming on the show. My, yeah. My pleasure. Malama oh. Pono. And thank you. Check out saltwaterheelshawaii.com. Yep. Saltwater Heels. Follow us on Instagram. And uh, thank you guys. Mahalo. All right. Remember, stay happy, Hawaii. Gotta give the big shotgun.